Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here, unfiltered, uncensored from Chester County, Pennsylvania today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get more into that in a minute. We are brought to you by LipoLite Naples. LipoLite Naples is a center located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road that specializes in lifestyle treatments, slimming, shaping, toning, functional medicine, hormonal imbalances, chiropractic treatments, and chiropractic neurology therapy. The center is uh, run by Dr. Ron uh, Repesey, Jr., and their phone number is 239-331-5886, If you have fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, you might want to take advantage of the new cryospa. Cryospa is a deep freezing technique uh, that only lasts for three minutes and has been on Dr. Oz's show multiple, multiple times. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's good to be back. As you know, past couple of weeks, I've been in Georgia, where I had just a magnificent time, but saw the effects of the American diet on the people in Georgia. I mean, it is sad to say that there is a lot of obesity there. And uh, as I travel through Pennsylvania now, I see just too many people having excess baggage. So we'll talk more about that uh, later as my uh, phone here in the studio will rings. Uh, today, our show will be about laboratory values. Do they really matter? Uh, we'll talk about a little bit about the CDC, how an insider was caught advising the junk food in- industry. Let's talk about cranberries, and let's talk about gel shoe inserts. In fact, let's start with gel shoe inserts. How many of you uh, see these uh, devices and uh, all over the place? Watch out, ladies and gentlemen, because you could get hoodwinked where you least expect it. So, Because new research has just busted wide open what might be the biggest scam in the pharmacy. And it's not any of the drugs that are sold behind the counter. It's what might catch your eye while you're waiting for the pharmacist to call your name. That display of gel inserts can slip that you can slip right into your shoe. Some of them say right on the label that they can help fight off knee pain caused by osteoarthritis. And gosh, don't they look so comfortable? Oh, they look like they would just solve everything. Well, it turns out, sorry to say, now we got to go with the science. They don't do squat for your knees, not even a little. Hey, 
at least you got off easy. The ones in the pharmacy display case only cost about 20 bucks. But a new study focused on the fancy schmancy shoes. How do you like that word, ladies and gentlemen? Schmancy shoes with special gel insert from orthopedists that they that they make. The ones that run you about a buck eighty or more. Despite all that money, despite the claims and promises, and despite the fact that they might even feel good the first time you slip them onto your feet and slip your feet onto that cushy gel bed. The new study finds they're no better for your knees than a decent pair of walking shoes. Research, ladies and gentlemen, not feeling. The researchers admit they're flabbergasted. They insist that the insert should work, or maybe just they'd work better if you lost weight, and they, they might work better if you also did strength and conditioning exercises, and they might do better if you took painkillers. Hey, I'm not kidding. That was in the study. They really said that. At that point, you know, it's like, can you really give the shoes any credit? Well, heck no. If they're saying you should do strengthening exercises, take painkillers, and do conditioning exercises, well, heck no. They do have a part of it right, though. Losing weight will help take a load off your knees and ease some of the strain. That can lessen the damage and the pain that comes along with it and slow the progression of the disease, namely osteoarthritis. So, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need fancy shoes for that. It's just a better diet. And it looks like it's not to waste your time uh, with the other part of that advice, with or without expensive shoes. Pain pills are a terrible idea for knee pain. At best, they'll cover up the pain. So you end up putting more strain on your knees and causing more damage because pain is a signal. Your body's telling you something's wrong. You cover it up and you go out and play tennis or whatever. You're, you keep running in spite of the pain. You're just going to do more damage. At worst, you could end up suffering some of the side effects of painkillers, which cover everything from bleeding problems to heart attack and to addiction and sometimes death. And we've talked about the NSAIDs. So give your knees what they need instead a good collagen supplement to help build up what the disease is eating away. And one form of collagen that's really uh, going head-to-head now with that glucosamine and chondroitin is called UC Roman numeral 2, UC Roman numeral 2. And in a head-to-head study, it won by nearly every measure you care about. So if you're looking for an osteoarthritis natural supplement, Look at a collagen supplement that contains UC2. So I see Dr. Dan is on the uh, show today. I really, really welcome Dr. Dan on. He's a uh, colleague of mine, and he's been around for quite a while. We've just hooked up again. Uh, Dr. Dan, did you ever wear uh, a gel shoe inserts? First of all, good afternoon, Dr. Ron. Mucho gracias. Thank you very much. I remember, we were both in during Vietnam. Remember that movie? I do remember that with Robin Williams. Yeah, may his soul rest in peace. Yep. He was a wonderful comedian and a great actor. Well, okay. Yes, now, um, I have never worn these shoe uh, inserts. I see them all the time at the pharmacy, and they're right there. Like you said, everybody's in line waiting to pick up their prescription, and I see them jumping on these machines. You know, to see yeah. what kind they should pick out. Now, I, I yeah. do have an insert for my shoes recommended by a podiatrist 
but he he told me to go to uh, uh, Sports Authority, which I think is going bankrupt now, and uh, and they only cost me nine or ten dollars. Okay, and they, so and they do seem bucks, to help. But you do know the science is now showing that they do not do anything. That you really got to you know, take a good collagen supplement and uh, lose some weight and do your conditioning exercises. But if they make you feel good for nine or ten bucks or twenty bucks, that's okay. But the prescription ones for a buck eighty, they were not proven to do anything. I'm, well, I'm not sure these these inserts that I have are doing anything at this point either. I, I think you're right about that. Well, like like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, it's not a touchy feely business. We got to go with the science, and the science is showing they don't do anything, right? Right. Exactly. Well, you know, before we get into the topic about labs and do labs really matter? I want to just talk to you a little bit about cranberries and then we'll bring Dr. Jerry Smith onto the program. Uh, he's had a really interesting trip. I uh, don't really don't know uh, anything about it other than I know he's back in the United States and so we'll talk to him in a minute. But ladies and gentlemen, how about that superfood that makes its appearance around our dinner tables probably twice a year? And I already tipped my hand, you know, with the cranberries, that cherry Red tart wonder. I don't know that some got re- somehow it got relegated to a side dish during the holidays. But uh, let me just tell you about what happened at Tufts University in Boston. They just completed a study that found the berry is right up there with some of the most health promoting foods you can find. However, before you run out for some of that artificially sweetened cranberry juice, there are some easy ways to get the most out of this superfruit without all the sugars or fake sweeteners. We always have to be careful and read labels, ladies and gentlemen. So you you could almost say that cranberries are a gift from Mother Nature. And I'm sure you've heard lots of glowing health reports about cranberries before. But with this new study out of Tufts, they discovered they've taken this fruit to a whole new dimension of nutrition. Even researchers were surprised. The lead author of the study, ladies and gentlemen, was Dr. Jeffrey Blumberg. He said he thinks we've only scratched the surface in discovering the power of the cranberry. And that power goes way beyond just helping if you have a urinary tract infection. The study found that compounds in the fruit can benefit your heart, your immune system, and even your brain. But one of the findings in in this research that blew the berry right out of the box, so to speak, was that the polyphenols, the antioxidants in the plant, in this fruit, work together with other cranberry compounds to protect our beneficial gut bacteria. And what have we been talking about? What are we getting educated about? We're getting educated that our immune system is mainly in our gut, right? Well... We've been talking about it, and it's shocking how many illnesses have they connected to an imbalance of gut bacteria. In fact, as I reported to you a few weeks ago, they even think Parkinson's disease starts in the gut, and the bacteria travel up the vagus nerve to the brain. Well, the link between our intestinal microbes and good health or lack of good health is so important that a national program was established to study it further this year. And cranberries, the tough university uh, researchers found, can help protect that gut defense system, which in turn can help protect us against coming down with an infection. 
The tough scientists also reviewed several other studies on cranberries that found that tart fruit can help with blood pressure, blood flow, and blood lipid levels, as well as being beneficial for those type 2 diabetics. So in the past, we touched on, and I told you about a study of the fruit that found just a half a cup of dried cranberries a day could make visible difference in your blood glucose levels. And uh, I'll bring up that uh, reference a little later when I find it, but we talked about it about a year ago. Um, On top of that, the berry is very high in vitamin C, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, they also found, you know, because most people think of it as for urinary tract infection, but it can also lower your risk of kidney stones. So now you're saying, what the cranberry, what can it do if it can do all this stuff? But as usual, the big food companies have taken this miraculous berry and served it up to us along with artificial sweeteners and worst of all, high fructose corn syrup. You know, you just don't want to eat that in your ketchup, in your berries. You don't want that in your diet because of its linked to liver disease. So here are some tips on how to get the most from your cranberries year-round without the risky risky additives. Number one, buy whole or dried freeze cranberries easily available online or at a health food store. It's also possible to get sugar-free dried cranberries, just the dried fruit with nothing added. And while you can find plenty of packaged dried cranberries in the supermarket, they typically contain lots of sugar. Add your berries to some uh, of your foods and salads. Okay? Uh, They may be a bit tart. Snack one alone. But if you can incorporate them with other foods, that tart taste can actually become an asset. And give some unsweetened cranberry juice concentrate. Get some of that and add a tablespoon or more to iced or hot tea. You can also mix the concentrate with water and stevia to make your own cranberry juice beverage. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, when the berries are in season again, you can always buy an extra bag or two because they really freeze well. They freeze wonderfully and can be used to make your own homemade sauce sweetened with stevia and apples. So, the great cranberry is making a comeback, and again, we always uh, we always know that, but the science now is there to prove what it can do. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm looking at our board here, and I see Dr. Jerry Smith, uh, well known to the program, well known to our listeners. Uh, we get lots of calls about him. Uh, I will bring him on the show. He's been traveling. He's been treating patients. Uh, uh, I'll just let him introduce himself because. He is out of the shell. He is no longer an introvert. And uh, Dr. Jerry Smith. Thank you, Ron. It's a pleasure to be on again. And uh, it's a pleasure to be back home after three weeks. Wow, it's been that long. Yep. Well, we have missed you. I will say I've missed seeing you pop up on the, on the program. Our listeners have asked for you. And it's good to have you back. Well, it's good to be back. It's uh, it's exciting to disseminate information. You know, I just spent uh, a week in Tuscany and and Southampton, England, and then London. And you know, talking to people in general, you get a consensus of what's going out there. And, and it's really unfortunate that the healthcare systems worldwide are are so deficient in in good uh, a good approach to uh, you know 
handling the disease process. It's, it's just appalling. And, and, you know, we're seeing it more and more every day. I just had a call from a longtime listener uh, from the state of Delaware. Uh, she fell and broke her fibula and bruised her tibia. She was in the hospital for three days. And because she was admitted for observation, she was then not eligible for physical therapy rehabilitation. A single woman in her six, late 60s. And here, here we go again. Uh, that alone, plus the, no one is, like we've been talking about, uh, Dr. Jerry, uh, no, there's no critical thinking going on because the big pharmaceutical companies are just controlling everything. So, well, uh, yeah, the doctors are forced to stop thinking. Uh, they have to follow, you know, computer protocols, and that's that's the way it is today. If you don't fall within the guidelines that they put up, um, they throw you out the pasture. Yeah, not only that, I think a lot of the doctors I have spoken with recently, they're just afraid to, to go out of the guidelines for fear of the lawyers. Well, not only that, but uh, they'll lose their job because if they don't maintain the status quo in the hospital or, or their guidelines, they're basically out of the standard of care, and that's where they get nailed. Absolutely. And, and gosh, in over the last three years, I can't tell you how many conversations we have had about uh Young physicians not thinking about the, the problem, not using their, their intelligence to figure it out. Instead, using what they were taught in medical school is disease A gets drug A. Disease B gets disease that gets drug B. And uh, uh, patients and, uh, are not getting well. And we have the high, you know, one of the highest morbidity mortality rates in the world, and we spend the most. The, sun, yeah, the paradigm is wrong, and the, but nobody's talking about it. Well, you're talking about it. <laughs> well, we're trying. We're trying to make a, make a difference, and and you know we're, we talked about you, you know, what you do, what I do, uh, just disseminate information. And I have an article. In fact, I, this might be a good time to read it because the CDC was just busted, and this is, I mean, it's it's, it's music to my ears. Uh, let me just pull this up. Uh, so this isn't a conspiracy, ladies and gentlemen. One of the agency's top officials, we're talking about the CDC. Now, now you think they would be out there protecting us, right? Someone is supposed to be working specifically to fight obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Just quit. After it was revealed that she has been secretly advising the junk food industry insiders. Now, just to give our listeners a little bit of uh, insight, uh, we were sold a bill of goods years ago about a low-fat diet. So people replace fat with simple sugars, carbohydrates, and empty calories. So this, that, that brought on the junk food industry and the trans fats, okay? So the emails show that Dr. Barbara Bowman, director of the CDC's Division for Heart Disease and Stroke Prevention, had been offering advice to Alex Malaspina, a former Coca-Cola executive who is founder and former director of the International Life Sciences Institute. All right. I just don't, don't want you to get fooled by that name because the International Life Sciences Institute is an institute the way... The Internal Revenue Service is a service. 
It's a lobbying agency that fights for the food industry. It fights for the chemical companies and big agriculture. According to messages obtained by the advocacy group U.S. Right to Know, Malaspina wrote to Bowman for help in dealing with the World Health Organization, which was urging consumers to cut back dramatically on sugar. So he wasn't really, Malaspina was honest about why he needed help. The threat to our business is serious, he wrote, in an email chain that included Coke executives and was forwarded to Dr. Bowman. Rather than send the email back and tell him where to stick it, Bowman played the ball. She helped open doors, giving him advice and telling him who could help press his case. She offered so much advice that Malaspina wrote to thank her for the very good leads, and he actually invited her out to dinner. Now, I, you know, I think we'd all agree that's pretty cozy, right? But BBC with a with an entrepreneur. Yet, despite this out, the outrageous secret emails that forced the CDC's bigwig, Dr. Bowman, to skip town, the agency itself said it had no problem with any of it. So, you know, it's not unusual for the CDC to be in touch with people on all sides of an issue, said the CDC spokesman Kathy Halpern. Well, for once, they're not lying. It isn't unusual. And that's exactly the problem, right, Jerry? For every big wig taken down when they're busted, hundreds or more are still behind the scenes operating, putting industry secrets ahead of our interests. And we yes. talked about it. it happens at the CDC, the FDA, the USDA, and the rest of the DC alphabet soup agencies. So if you want the unvarnished truth, don't rely on the government. You can count on getting it right here at Rejuvenation's Health Radio. Just disgusting. Well, I think they're getting more brazen uh, because they think that they're in total control, but I think the people are starting to push back. Well, I think you are, too. I think more people, uh, just like, like our country's changing, more people are uh, uh, taking notice and not believing everything that they're being told. I, I, I believe that also, and that's my and that's my hope for the people. Well, statistically, it, it, backs up, it backs up what you're saying because the uh, – more well-educated college uh, families are refusing vaccinations uh, because they see the truth that it's, uh, you know, potentially damaging to the child's immune system. The rate of autism is like through the roof. And uh, there's just too many horror stories that um, are occurring within 24, 48 hours after vaccination. So it's getting there. It's, It's a slow process. And I, I have lots of articles today, and I'm not going to discuss them today on the Gardner cell and how what what how that is actually killing young people and how they, the government is still pushing it and trying to make it mandatory. Well, and you know, Dr. Jerry, we talked about Dr. Dr. Dan. We, we talked about Tylenol, how it's the number one drug that causes liver disease and liver transplant liver transplants in the United States. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, I, I found another article that was sent to me, and I, I just have to point it out to our listeners. You know, we have told, you know, I told you about the lawsuit uh, about, that the McNeil Consumer Health Care is in a panic over. Now, this, I told you about it last year, but now, wait a minute. This new lawsuit is, uh, it is threatened to expose how McNeil allegedly, I'll use that word, 
knew that Tylenol's risk for decades is, and even conducted secret research, a secret research project called PABA on how to make the drug safer. I want to get a little bit further into this paper. When McNeil settled the case out of court, he thought, well, we're done with that. Uh, just tuck that, that study away. Well, it turns out the company now is facing a new rash of lawsuits, and the first one will be starting in a couple weeks. And when it does, we may finally learn the truth about the drug that's the leading cause of liver failure in the United States. And what the company that's making this drug has known for over 60 years. I mean, this is, this is incredible. Dennis Hayes, who I've never imagined her life and death would become the biggest thorn in McNeil's side. The Alabama teacher died six years ago at the age of 51 from acute liver failure which her family says was caused by taking Tylenol products. And she's far from the only one, ladies and gentlemen. Over the years, we've been told story after story of people, young and old, and in between who have crossed that fine line between, quote, a safe dose of acetaminophen or Tylenol and a potentially deadly one. The drug is found... Oh my gosh! I'm on I'm on a on a guest computer here, and it's just just, just, just yeah, Doctor Ron. Yeah, it's bottom line is the uh, biggest uh, drug to cause uh, calls to the poison control center. They get more than a hundred thousand uh, occurrences per year, and uh, it's responsible because. Uh, it's a dangerous drug. Like I said, with the liver issues, it's, they estimate that 458 deaths are due to active liver failure because of it, 2,600 hospitalizations, and more than 56,000 emergency room visits because of Tylenol. Well, there were, there were last year, I did look it up, 78,000 people in the emergency room because of Tylenol. 78, yeah. almost 100,000. It might be 100,000 if they're all were reported. Not all this gets reported properly. Uh, but you know what? The, the, instead of just the, I had, I did find my notes again. But the bottom line of this note, but this this new lawsuit is, is that the judge uh, ruled that McNeil has to show this study, which proved that the maximum daily recommended dose. Okay. That they, that's on their label is enough to kill you. So it isn't well, that people are just overdosing. It's the maximum daily dose. That's why this study, and that's why I'm bringing it out today. Again, just to warn people not to take Tylenol, and definitely, 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 definitely don't mix it with alcohol. So, uh, again, we have to look out for ourselves, right? Well, yeah, these NSA drugs. The non-steroidal anti-inflammatories are one of the leading causes for gastric uh, bleeding in elderly. Uh, You know, it also prevents the uptake of amino acids into arthritic joints, preventing the healing of it. Uh, You know, the list goes on and on and on. People think that these drugs don't come with a price tag. Uh, I'm not talking about the sale price tag, but the, the health hazard price tag. Exactly. Well, when we come back, uh, Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, uh, let's just spend a few minutes on lab studies. Uh, you know, we've all ordered them, and we've all had patients or clients come to us and say, yeah, I've been to this doctor, that doctor, all my blood tests are normal. 
but I feel, don't feel well, there's something wrong. And let's see if we can match up uh, the, the lab studies with feelings. Uh, but let's take a minute to hear Dr. Ron's commercial running here in Southwest Florida on the cryotherapy spa. Ladies and gentlemen. And that was the wrong button, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryo Spa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool CryoSpa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, Cool Cryo Spa. Come chill with us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, my uh, contribution, Dr. Ron, and his great center there at 1575 Pine Ridge Road. Uh, if you're in South uh, West Florida, please give him a, a, a try. If you need a slim shape and tone or need some help, help with your functional medicine or hormonal imbalance, all done naturally. And uh, if you want to tell your friends, they could either uh, come to uh, Blog Talk Radio to look for Dr. Ron to listen into this show or to listen to an archive show, or they can call in at 347-989-8899 to listen to the show. And I want to take this time to thank everyone that has made this the number one listened to internet medical show in South Florida. So thank you again. And uh Let's talk about laboratory tests because, uh, in my experience, and I think in the two physicians we have on the radio with us today, people all have people come in and say, oh, my gosh, I feel horrible, but I went to the doctor and he did all these tests and they all came back normal. Well, I, I think I, you know, Dr. Jerry Smith, I know he's talked about this in the past, and we'll just talk about it a little bit now because uh, new research suggests that how you feel is a more reliable indicator of future illnesses than your labs. Would you believe that research, and this research comes out of the Rice University in Texas. So what do we know about reference ranges of of tests? Well, Dr. Jerry Smith told us, and I'll reiterate, the reference ranges on labs are often bad because they be determined on a sick population. Okay, they only took blood samples from sick people. Okay, and they used the lower 2% and the top 2% to come out for a normal range. Well, that's one problem, okay, a statistical problem on, bed, on sick people. But your blood samples may not have been centrifuged long enough. Or maybe they weren't refrigerated in transit. And there are lots of different 
things that could go wrong with the sample uh, before it is tested. So I, I did know about a one-man experiment, and uh, they wanted to see what would happen if you used two different labs to measure the same thing. And this this uh, person was a pharmacist, so she had her husband Sam uh, give permission to share this uh, with uh, with everybody, and that's why we can talk about it. They were they were they did tests from two different labs. The blood was taken on the taken on the same day of each of them. The results were completely and totally different from the two different labs. Isn't that horrible? So. Lab results are important to some degree. Dr. Jerry Smith has talked about your thyroid. Now, maybe you don't even need it, you know, because you could do your, your basal body temperature. Um, but you have but you to have, not. Yeah, you have your symptoms, you have your basal temperature, and your pulse. And the way the patient feels, you know, gives you a strong indication of what the heck's going on. Yeah. That's uh, really true, and, and and the one thing missing from all this, even with all these uh, uh, references, I tried to follow up on. I don't see where anybody examined the patient. I don't see where they laid on the hands, like Dr. Dan and I were taught. You know, they usually did a history, then you did an exam, and then you ordered the test. Now it's like backwards. Now they ordered the test, you ordered the MRI, you ordered this, you ordered that. And you forget that there, there's a human being involved at the other end of this. And, and the numbers, ladies and gentlemen, could be off by thousands. Um, you know, and I'm not against uh, laboratory testing, don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes you need a second opinion, even uh, with your lab. So I read some research conducted by Dr. Kyle Murdoch. Uh, and it made a ton of sense to me. The truth is, physicians should stop telling you everything is when your labs are normal and you're sitting there and you're trying to explain that something is wrong. So what they're saying is, you know, don't ignore the patient. If you're not feeling any better with on the medication, then you should trust the patient. And you should trust their instincts. And it's not an excuse to go uh, hypochondriac or think everybody's a hypochondriac. I'm just saying, you know, the patient and the physician sometimes has to trust their gut feeling. It's hard to do today in today's litigious world. Uh, so if a patient, if you feel bad, keep digging to try to get to the root cause of it. And I'm hoping you don't go order a cheeseburger and fries to celebrate your quote unquote normal cholesterol because these same physicians and, uh, who are, and which included a professor of psychology at Rice said, when a patient says, I don't feel like my health is very good right now, it's a meaningful thing with a biological basis even if they don't show symptoms at that time. So just want to let you know, labs are frequently wrong. Try and find a physician who's going to listen to you and truly care how you feel. Hard to do, I think. And, I, uh, and the people that I've come in contact with, it's hard, pretty hard to find a, a doctor that's going to listen to you. So that's my little bit of take on the, on the lab test. They, they, could, they can be wrong. Uh, and uh, if you still don't feel good, don't think you're a hypochondriac or you need antidepressants, uh, find another physician. Find a natural, naturopathic physician, that one that will listen to you. And I know Dr. Smith has had a lot of experience, uh, especially doing cryo scans on, on patients that come to him from, that, are, that everybody's given up on. I, you know, he's told us stories about it. 
And do you have any stories yeah. from uh, yeah, we just on your had a, trip? Well, um, yeah, well, we just had a, a situation with a horse over in Tuscany. When I was there in January, the horse had the cancerous tumors on the left side of its uh, face. And we did a hair sample or from the mane of the horse, an evaluation with the cyber scan, and we then imprinted the healing frequencies into the water so the horse doesn't know what the heck's going on. And uh, when I went back, you know, three weeks ago, there's no more tumors on the horse's uh, left side of the face. So you could do all the laboratory testing you want, but if you don't look for causative factors, you're not going to get rid of the problem. Uh, you know, we just had a woman in today with Bell's palsy, and, you know, right away they want to hit her with steroids and um, doxycycline. And, you know, the woman said, you know, she's a nurse, so she's got enough sense. She said, this is not solving my problem. So she came to my office uh, on an emergency basis, and she had cytomegalovirus and also a pesticide in the facial nerve branches uh, where the uh, Bell's palsy was. And there's no blood test in the world that's going to pick this stuff up. Exactly. So, but, but you, would you would you agree you have to have as a physician, as a treating physician, as a caring physician, you have to have some empathy and some idea of what you're looking for? Well, not only empathy, you got to spend a little time because, you know, spending three minutes with the patient is going to get you nowhere. Exactly. That's, that's, that's part of what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Because yeah. Dr. Dan and I, we're taught to do a, a history and a physical, and I would tell my students that, if you listen to the patient nine times out of ten, they're going to tell you what's wrong with them before you even touch them. So, uh, well, and the other the other issue is you have to know what you're looking for. Uh, unfortunately, you know traditional medicine and even dentistry they just keep focusing in on symptoms and and a drug to mask the symptoms, but they're not taught that the you know vaccines can be a potential cause of uh, organ dysfunction or heavy metals or pesticides or food allergies or drugs trapped in the tissues. You know, they're just looking for lab tests that are out of, out of the so-called normal range, but that doesn't tell you what the heck's causing the problem. Exactly. And, and, and there's so many things, ladies and gentlemen, and we've talked about them on Rejuvenation Health Radio here, unfiltered and uncensored, because even electromagnetic fields that we that's one of the first topics we Dr. Smith and I discussed today at uh, breakfast with my father a, a woman uh, came in with a young baby in a, in a car seat maybe six months old and the baby started crying so she gave the baby her cell phone to play with and it was on <laughs> and I just couldn't control myself and I said well if she, throw, if, she, if she hits me she hits me but I had to go tell her of the dangers of electromagnetic fields around that baby's head around that baby's brain. I mean, people are not educated. They're not thinking because they, they have not been educated. They're not getting the, the, the information they need on uh, Fox News or CNN or any other place. So electromagnetic radiation fields, are they are risky. They are risky, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Dr. Smith is... Uh, Refer me to a physician who will have on the on the show. We'll talk about electromagnetic fields, but they can interfere with your blood-brain barrier. There's a barrier that your brain there's between your body and your brain to protect your brain. But these these fields can be affected. 
they can affect that barrier. So we will we will get into that. Um, well, one one thing that we that we don't talk enough about, uh, just to you know, the, the, most of the antibiotics that are made or used in in our food chain, but everything that we really we're getting bombarded with uh, so many antibiotics, we we really have to be con- concerned about the superbugs. And it really is dead, deadly threat. It was up there with terrorism, in my opinion. And uh, we really not only have to t- tell you about it. Uh, one one of my colleagues said that uh, the threat out there brewing is worse than Hillary Clinton. Well, maybe, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, soon you, you could be putting your life on the line when you step outside. Uh because you can't see these bugs. And one of the bugs that's really, really incredibly dead, it's, it's all over the place, is C. diff, Clostridium difficile. It's deadly, ladies and gentlemen. It already sickens. You won't believe over a half a million Americans. And you know how many it kills a year? 30,000. 30,000. You would think that would be a, an emergency for, from, the, from the FDA, the CDC, and what have you. A horrible thing, but most of them are people who are already sick. They're older folk in hospital and nursing homes, and that's why it doesn't get a lot of attention. And because really, uh, with the way medicine is going with Obamacare, the media nor the government really give a hoot about seniors. Uh, they really don't care. Uh, but soon enough, the entire country, ladies and gentlemen, is going to have to care about this because, again, a new report finds that this germ has broken out of the hospitals and nursing homes. Over a span of eight years, the number of victims who picked up C. diff in a hospital or nursing home jumped 42%. 42% more people with this. Well, you know what's really frightening, uh, Ron, is the fact that the fluoride, which many dentists think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It actually destroys the thyroid tissue and be a major contributor for a lowered immune system. So, you know, when you think about all these uh, rogue pathogens that are getting loose, one of the key components is if your immune system's weak, you, you can't fight it off. And, and our you know, environment with the chlorinated water, with the bromine and the bleached, uh, you know, flour products, the fluoride in the toothpaste and water, the mercury from fish and the, uh, the fillings that they put into people's teeth all work to suppress the immune system. So you're going to, you'll die of some common pathogen that your just body can't fight off. Right. And you know what? And, and, and you couple that with the abnormal flora in our gut, the artificial sweeteners that disrupt our normal gut flora and we all know that our immunity is in our gut. So you right. destroy your thyroid, right? You destroy your gut bacteria. No wonder we're getting sick. And, and this goes to what Dr. Jerry Smith, I, and Dr. Dan are, are, are telling you. We have to get to the cause, to the root cause of, of all this. And, uh, you know, germs have been around. germs exist. But our immunity is getting worse and worse. You can see it with all the allergies and, and what have you in this country. 
So uh, this this C diff though, I, I want to bring it up because uh, it looks like we're reaching the point where you might be able to pick up this uh, bug just about anywhere. Uh, and it's it's, it's escaped out of the hospitals and the nursing homes. I mean, you might be able to get it just from touching the wrong doorknob. And it has the potential to make Zika and Ebola that look like amateurs, like the JP, like someone said. Uh, it's becoming increasingly resistant to drugs, and so it's getting harder to handle. In some cases, it's damn right impossible to treat, right? So, well, you know, what's, in, what, yeah, what's interesting... Yeah, one of the problems today is, uh, you know, the, the telephone is one instrument that is easily contaminated by sick people. And, you know, you don't think of this as being a, a communicable source for spreading a disease. Man, that, and you know what else that, that uh, I've talked about is, hotel, is uh, hospital rooms. If there's a, uh, the hospital room is generally cleaned pretty well, I would say, in most uh, uh, credited hospitals between patients. But one thing that is not clean between patients is the drape that, that separates the bread. That, and that's mm-hmm. where you stop nurses and anybody that's been touching everything is put pulling that curtain back and forth, loaded with uh, C. diff. And, uh, you know, we, we do, you, you know, we have to keep our, our immune system strong. And like Dr. Smith said, I, I, I just a thousand percent agree with that. Because uh, this 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 germ is just sitting ready, it's a, waiting for the opportunity. That's why it's called an opportunistic germ. It's waiting to, to jump on you. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen, you know what's the best fighting for these this bacteria? What fights them the best is our own bacteria. That'll keep it in check. But we're destroying that, like uh, with our food and with our chemicals. We're destroying our own body to fight this infection. Well. You need a good probiotic. That's 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 the bottom line. I'm gonna come back with on this uh, with the CDF. It's uh, there every place. You don't want to take any drugs that can interfere with your gut flora. You want to avoid antibiotics at all costs, unless they're absolutely necessary. And you need a good quality probiotic. And then, Terry, I'd like your comments on that. And then I'd like to talk a little bit. And start the conversation over the next couple weeks about colloidal silver because it's the one thing uh, that drug companies now are trying to get patents on. There are 28 new antibiotics that have a silver molecule associated with them, waiting for patent approval. Uh, silver nanoparticles, as, as you rightly said, has been around for a long time. I mean, silver's been around for a long while. The nanoparticles just recently, and Dr. Smith tells about how they used to put a half a dollar in the milk can to stop it from spoiling. Well, they're actually using nano silver now, colloidal silver to put in milk and half and half and whatever to keep it from spoiling. But what are your thoughts up to this point, Dr. Smith? Well, about the uh, silver? Yeah, about silver. And, and uh, well, you're already, you're, we already talked about we need to keep our immune system stronger. And uh, yeah, but, tell me, tell me. but the silver is very, very potent. Um, my own daughter who had Hashimoto's which is reported to be an autoimmune uh, disease, which I, I don't buy into that label. But what was interesting, she had the Epstein-Barr virus in her thyroid, which which I diagnosed energetically. And one of the uh, 
remedies that tested very, very positive for her was ionic silver. And between that and Noni and the Rife technology, in three months, her thyroid was 100% normal. So ionic silver, I like ionic versus uh, colloidal because I feel more comfortable with the energetic frequency of the silver. Uh, I just think it's more effective and less contamination uh, to the tissues. No, I agree. And, you know, it's, 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 as I started to tell our listeners uh, a couple of weeks ago, this silver goes back uh, a long time. If I look here, I did bring this note from me from Florida. The Greeks, the Romans, the Phoenicians, and the Egyptians used silver to preserve food and water. I mean, that's how far back it goes. The Persian kings consumed only drinking water carried in silver containers. Why? Because it preserved the water. It preserved its freshness. The father of modern medicine, Hippocrates, applied silver to wounds for healing and silver fillings for blood purification, not the ones in your teeth. Not the ones in your teeth. So well, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The, the bacteria that survive in the mouth where there's a lot of mercury fillings and there's a combination of silver, mercury, copper, zinc, but they become extremely resistant to antibiotics because if they can survive the poisoning of the heavy metals, their immune systems, you know, evolve. Right. That's a good point. And you, you remember, you, in fact, I think you brought up his name in one of your comments about Dr. Becker. Yes. You know, he, you know, he discovered the bone-growing properties and bactericidal effects of silver ions. I didn't realize that. So, uh, silver yeah, the piezoelectric. Yeah, the piezoelectric effect. It's basically all on frequencies. I mean, isn't it, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but you know, it, it's probably never going to catch on because it's too inexpensive, and you can make it yourself. And uh, that's the sad part about it. Yeah, well, just like uh, when newborn babies came into the world, what did they put into their eyes? Silver nitrate, right? Yeah, Inexpensive. Exactly. It killed it killed gonorrhea and any other severe pathogens, but it was too cheap. Exactly. Now, now I don't know what antibiotics you use. Dr. Dan, do you know what antibiotics are putting in babies' eyes now? No, I haven't done a delivery for quite a while now, Ron. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh, we did use silver nitrate. Every baby had that had the drops put right in the eyes as soon as they were born, and it certainly yep. worked. They they might still be using it. I have no idea at this point. I don't either. I'll, I'll check it out for next week. We'll but, to look uh, it up. Yeah, colloidal silver's been around for a long, long time. Uh, so what do we what, what do we need to know about it? They, they, these the silver penetrates bacterial cell walls. It's both bacteriostatic, that means it stops them from dividing, and it's bactericidal, which means it kills them. So they prevent cell division. And believe this, research is showing that it also prevents DNA replication. Okay, so it stops these bacteria from replicating themselves. And it's been shown against a wide variety of, of pathogens, including strep pneumonia. Strep aureus and, uh, and enterococcus fecalis, all, all common pathogens that make us very, very sick. They interfere. I'm not going to go into all the uh, chemistry, but the, the bacteria form a bio, what they call a biofilm. 
biofilm is a, it makes the bacteria resistant to the antibiotics. Okay, especially pseudomonas is a common urinary tract infection, and E. coli, common infection. Uh, but these, the silver particles, okay, break up that 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 biofilm. And Jerry, I read this, and maybe see what you think. It says brushing teeth with silver nanoparticles reduce the total and number of bacterial genome and super and subgingival areas more effectively than chlorhexidine. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, the toothpaste that I put out, the Aqua Essence, we use that ionic silver that, you know, was extensively, um, you know, researched by Penn State Material Labs. I mean, you could drink a gallon of this stuff and it won't hurt you. But, yeah, that's we use it in the professional formula because it's so darn effective with bleeding gums and ulcerations of the gums and all. And it's too simple. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I said. Too simple and too inexpensive. Right. Well, if, uh, before not to, to continue with this, not to leave it yet, because there's so much about silver that, that nobody's talking about. These, these particles have an antiviral capability also, and I found research showing that it lowered the counts of viruses, including HIV, herpes, hepatitis B, and others. Uh, so it has to do with the the process, and we're not going to get into that. And it also is an effective tool against parasites. What, what a great well, you, product to take, take with you when you travel, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's very interesting. Um, there was a, a practitioner that I spoke to um, a number of years ago who was doing IV uh, silver uh, for, like, Lyme or, you know, severe infections, and he would get up to, like, 5,000 parts per million and he was knocking these infections out just with IV uh, injections of, uh, you know, colloidal silver. Well, you know, you, you must be, uh, we are definitely on the same wavelength because my next notes for next week are about using colloidal silver for Lyme disease. It's be, it looks like it's the only one that's been really effective now that the vibromycin type drugs are not that effective. And they found out that and then, uh, so we'll, we'll you, you already uh, took the headline from next week. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a so, we have a real good effective approach that I'll be glad to share with you next week with the Lyme because uh, you know it's first of all a lot of conventional doctors don't even believe that uh, it exists, uh, and then the, you know the standard is of course the doxycycline for six months, which really screws up your intestinal tract and your immune system. Right, and again, it's destroying the good bacteria that you need for immunity. You know, one other effect before we leave the subject. I can't believe an hour is gone already. My gosh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, the silver particles modulate pro-inflammatory hormones. They're called cytokines, ladies and gentlemen. But they they, they will modulate these type of hormones. Uh and we'll talk more about the, the acute and chronic Lyme disease next week. We'll hear Dr. Smith's uh, protocol for that, which is I'm sure you'll want to tune in. And if you everybody has knows somebody with Lyme disease, so you might want to spread the word that uh, next week we will talk about colloidal silver. We'll talk and we'll talk about Dr. Smith's uh, protocol for uh, uh, treating Lyme disease. So, gosh, I want, I want to be 
need to talk more about colloidal silver, but I can't believe an hour's gone. So Ron, if I could mention something, Ron. You know my daughter-in-law has Lyme disease, yeah. and this might be a big help if you could come up with a, a good uh, re- um, regimen for her because she's tried everything at this point, and she's in the the uh, final, well, not final, I don't want to say that word, but the late stages of Lyme disease. And well, the latest therapy she's using is bee stings. Well, well you know, the, Dr. Dan, basically you have to define the co-infections, if present, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Babesia, Bartonella. She has it. She has yeah, it. What, yeah, what I'm saying yeah. is that you have to simultaneously treat the co-infections, plus if if she has any uh, root canal teeth or third molar extraction sites, which could be huh? hidden uh, infections in the body that are suppressing the thyroid and the other immune components. So these are factors that are not generally, uh, you know, uh, evaluated by traditional doctors. Right. Okay. Uh, Dr. Dan, what, what might be interesting is if uh, she could call in next week, and we will take maybe next week we'll have a, some question and answer program. I'll be back at my studio in Florida. Uh, we can okay. do that, and uh, we'll talk about colloidal silver and uh, put Dr. Smith on the line here uh, to tell us about his protocol because he he has experience with it. He is, uh, so let, 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 that'll be our topic. That sounds terrific. It, it, do you want Lori to call in also? Well, well yeah, I'll even be glad to talk to her before before next week. But uh, you know, don't I think, think I haven't important. recommended Dr. Jerry. I certainly have. Sure, <laughs> she's in Jersey. Well, it's close but by. But it hasn't happened right. so far. <laughs> right across the bridge there. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, maybe so after she hears Dr. Smith in person. She'll, she'll realize she's got to make the drive to his to his uh, center and be treated properly. I'll see if I can get her to listen in or call in next week. All right. Again, it's always it's always about finding the root cause. If you find the cause, the treatment is easy. It's only when you just start throwing drugs at, at, at diseases that you get into trouble. Well, so, you know, uh, look, doctor, yeah, Doctor Ron, real quickly uh, to drive home that that idea. We had that one patient with a systemic lupus. Well, it's a nasty disease. And for 42 years, this woman, you know, had some serious issues. I tracked it down to a drug that she was given during pregnancy, Bendictin, for nausea. The drug was trapped in her liver, and the fetus that she was carrying, it became trapped in the right kidney. And so the daughter had right kidney problems from age 5 to 42, and when we made homeopathic uh, remedy from the actual drug, in six weeks, the daughter's 42 years of kidney problems disappeared. The mother mm. took about nine months to resolve the, the drug trapped in her liver, and, and the, the systemic lupus is a non-issue. So, again, you've got to define the underlying cause of the problem instead of just throwing darts. All right, Dr. Dan, get your daughter-in-law to listen in, and uh, okay. Dr. Smith, talk to her. And one last point, Dr. Smith uh, and Dr. Dan, I just I just can't, even if, we have to, even if we go over time, I just want to, this is so important, because this program was started uh, because of obesity and dementia, and, and obesity is a problem that, that could consume us for a year. But I, I would just want to, again, I, Tufts University has been putting out some great articles, 
In the Journal of the American Geriatric Society, they state, I'll just read the summary here. Indeed, uh, the researchers, they looked into the role of B12 and brain deterioration and they discovered that people with even mild deficiencies of this vitamin were at a greater risk of cognitive decline. That's just another way of saying they have are more prone to get dementia. So being mildly B12 deficient could be an indication that some older adults are at a greater risk for this dementia. Rapid neuropsychiatric decline is a well-known consequence of severe B12 deficiency, but their findings suggest that adverse cognitive effects of low vitamin B12 status may affect a much larger proportion of seniors than anybody ever previously thought. And their study raised concerns that some cognitive decline may be the result of inadequate vitamin B12 in older adults for whom maintaining blood levels can be a challenge. So, you know, that, that's been a, a, a fear of mine that a lot of cognitive decline, a lot of dementia patients, uh, you know, with all the statins being used and lack of nutritional knowledge by the physicians that are out there today, that maybe some of this dementia could be treated. And here's another uh, arrow that we may have to use to, in seniors that come in with dementia. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry Smith. We're going to bring you the latest, and we're going to tell it like it is, and uh, we're going to encourage you to... to uh, Get your friends to listen to the show. Encourage you to do research. Encourage you to know that you have to be in control and, and get as much knowledge as possible for your health. We hope you have brought you some new and interesting uh, information this week. Uh, our hour or hour and a half of time just flies by, uh, but we're glad to do it. Love you. Uh, any final thoughts, Dr. Jerry? Well, don't eat anything that's uh, in a box or, or a fancy package. Absolutely. Dr. Dan, what's your closing words? My closing words are keep the faith, pray hard for everyone and our country, and that the right decisions are made, and people who go to church live longer, at least if they go on Sundays, and even more often, it's even better. You already mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, so I just thought I'd reiterate it. God bless you okay. both. Thank you very much. We're wonderful. My, my closing words are, ladies and gentlemen, awaken early, shower and groom, get some brief exercise, have a healthy breakfast, set realistic goals for the day. Think positively, spend five minutes a day at least counting your blessings before you leave your house. Pleasant greetings to everyone. Express appreciation for good deeds. Compliment whenever possible. See your work as pleasurable. Do your best without feeling the compulsion to be the best. Plan time for a healthy lunch. Communicate thoughts and feelings. Listen more and talk less. Don't criticize or hang on to hate or grudges. See your day as a positive learning experience. Spend at least five minutes a day reviewing your accomplishments. Please do not carry guilt. Be willing to change instead. Remember, flat tire and guilt. 
can't go anyplace and think of change it. Begin your evening as a separate part of the day. Plan a pleasurable evening, little food, and lots of love. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Have a great week. God bless, and thank you, everyone, for uh, your participation today. Good night, Dr. Ron and Dr. Dan. Ciao. Ciao, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Ron. Thank you. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com. See you next week. Ciao.